Jones. Murphy, the veteran, the sidestep, the banana, Mark Murphy. Might have no choice. It starts right. It swings back. What a goal. Hello and welcome back to the Unlucky Blues podcast. I'm your host, Luke. With me today, JB and Tass. And we're bringing you our second part of the 2020 list review. Uh, last week, we went through uh, 1 to 20. So Silvani to Plowman gave them a rating out of 10. I just had a general discussion about what we thought of their season and um, what to do with or what to expect potentially with their futures. JB, how are things over with you in the past week or so? Just a message, the same old, just missing the Blues footy. Might have to chuck on some grand final replays, I reckon, or maybe oh. some from, from more recent times. But, yeah, just it's it's good to still have footy for the next two weeks, but sad that it's not Carlton. Yeah, well, well, it was good to see uh, Collingwood uh, get a get a bit of a beat down by the Cats, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm certainly missing watching the Blues. Something to get the bump, the blood pumping, that's for sure. Uh, Tass, how have you been, mate? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Busy working. Got an exam coming up on Friday as well, so studying away. No free time at the moment for me. But sure. having said that, there's always time for the unlucky Blues. Yeah, it's the way, mate. It's all happening. It's all happening. Should we just jump right into it? Do you have anything you want to start off with, or should we just get into this? How have you been, Luke? Luke? I've been yeah, great. Yeah, we should, I think we should let's ask. see how Luke's been. We should Thanks. ask, shouldn't we? Thanks for asking. Happy yeah, now I can't complain. It's been been quiet ever since uh, we've been stuck inside. But nah, all is well over here. But um, we'll move on. We'll start. We'll get straight into it. Number twenty-one. Uh, this this man, we got him for free, didn't we, JB? Jack Martin. Got him yep. for nothing. Bents for nothing and Martin for free. Um, yeah, I liked him. He, he provided that class and I think, yeah, we're definitely um, a better side with with him in. What do you, what do you think, Tass? Um, yeah, I tend to agree. He sort of dropped off at the end of the year, um, towards the end of the year, but he really showed signs of why we recruited him and you can tell he's just going to be an A grader in the next couple of years for us. Absolutely. I think he, he added an, another element of class to the team. And I think um, given the fact that, um, you know, we did get him for nothing, it's just always going to be an upgrade on whoever the 22nd player picked was in the team. So I loved watching him. And he was nominated for the MVP. So um, As well, yeah, with um, was a Walsh and Wiedering. Yeah, three, so which is, it, it just shows how good shows the... he did have... Um, I gave him an eight out of ten. Um, I think I thought he was great. I didn't think he was our best player by any means, and as he said, he did drop off towards the end of the season. But um, I think an eight out of ten was fair for him. What did you have had for him, Tass? No, I went seven. I didn't think an eight sort of justified that back half of the year for me. So yeah, fair enough. He sort of like really dropped off. Like goal kicking just went astray. Impact went astray. Um, since that Gold Coast game, didn't pretty much nothing for the rest of the year so fair enough um yeah it was seven for me but first half of the season definitely up there with the best jb yeah it's probably about the same seven i think you definitely definitely had a great first half of the year and obviously waned a little bit yeah i think seven's about the the fair amount the fair number fair rating yeah hopefully he gets a good pre-season into him and he comes back fitter than ever i'm excited to watch him in 2021 um speaking of plays you need to get a good pre-season under the belt caleb marchbank um, unfortunately, we didn't really get to see anything of him this season. Um, towards the end of the year, he there was talks that he might be able to get 
get a few games under his belt, but um, the the club decided against that and said it would be best for him to take a rest instead, which I think was the right call. Um, so we can't give him a rating, unfortunately, but he's a, he's one of those players who, when he does come out next year, he, he could potentially be another key into us taking that step forward. What do you think, JB? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've, we've seen him play. He's always almost best on in that back six as well. And with Wiedering next year, I think proved to be a, a handy addition. Because um, he's intercept his use as well. So, yeah, I think he managed a couple of scratch matches near the end of the year, but obviously couldn't get him in in the AFL. But uh, it is what it is. Just hopefully get a big 2021 out of him. What do you think, Tass? Yeah, I think, again, I'm saying with you guys, it was probably the correct decision not to play him. No need, went playing for anything. And I'm looking forward to having him fully fit and fighting for 2021. Can't believe he's just still only 23 years old. I think that's insane. Yeah, yeah. seems like he's been around forever. And and the thing is as well with Marchbank, he he's got a point to prove as well. He's not necessarily guaranteed best 22 player, given the how good our backline's been. So hopefully that gives him a bit more of a hunger and drive to take his game to the next level. So I'm excited. Um, And speaking of the backline, number 23, (laughs) geez, we've got a superstar. We got number one. Correct this with, with this one, Jacob Weedering. I'll just start straight out. Ten out of ten. I don't think I need to say much more than what I have. He's just a superstar. I think very stiff to not be in the All Australian Twenty Two. So big year for Weeders. Ten out of ten for me. Tass, what did you give him? I think there's much more to say, mate, other than an absolutely outstanding year. Again, ten out of ten from me. Um, definitely, I reckon he's going to be the future captain of the football club in maybe three years. As soon as um, we take it off, Crips and Doc, he's just he sees it all from the back. He's got everything, all the leadership qualities you want. Um, yeah, he's just an absolute jet. Twenty-two years old, and he's he's already all Australian player, or should be. Should be definitely, should be. definitely should. Yeah, um, I had nine and a half. I don't think it. It was uh, fine. I'll, I'll give him a ten. He Yay. had maybe one <laughs> one almost bad game. I think against the Freo. Freo Dockers, and I think those three goals were not really his fault. So that's like the the worst, the worst, the worst game I say in air quotes was ones where the goals he weren't really wasn't really at fault for. Because yeah, throughout the year he never got purely beaten. I don't lot, think the goals that he gave up were either yeah. very lucky or not by his hand. So um, yeah, he's 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 fantastic. There's not much more he can say. He's smart, got good skills, and yeah, good head on his shoulders. Yeah, so it's gonna be gonna be great to see him there for next 10 years hopefully yeah he's one of those players who i think a criticism of him in the past has been uh that he might be a little bit soft you know a bit timid going into the contest but i think this year uh it looks like anyway that he really focused on that and he he was going in harder than ever and he he looked he looked he came into the season looking a lot bigger so um if he keeps progressing like that it's going to be something special he'll be fight he'll be fighting with harris andrews as being you know, who's going to be the top defender for the next decade, I'd say. But um, big year for Weeders, and we couldn't ask for anything more. It was great to watch. Our next player, Nick Newman, another one who we can't give a rating. He didn't play three games this season. Injuries obviously ruined his season. I'm assuming he didn't play three games, did he? No, he only played Richmond and a quarter of Melbourne. Yeah, I thought so. Unfortunate. Got injured in both games as well, I think. Yeah, so I mean, he he's another one that's um, yeah, yeah, he's elbow. Another, 
Yeah, it was, it was too. He's another one that's going to, um, he's a bit like Archbank. If he's in the side, he's going to obviously be a really good addition, but he's not guaranteed to be playing. And I think when our team is fully fit, there's a few players fighting for that spot as, as on the halfback flank or back pocket. So he's got a really big, um, he's going to have to really put in some work over the preseason, I think, and really establish himself a spot in the 22, especially if we bring in someone like Saad. Um I think Nick Newman's going to have a, a task ahead. What do you think, Tass? Yeah, um, it's interesting. It's a it's a good problem to have, and probably a problem that we haven't had for the a good 15, 20 years, I would say. Um, backline selection dilemmas haven't really been a Carlton thing, <laughs> so it's 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 really really good, and I'm I'm really excited because you know, pressure for spots means good form. So, and the thing is now, if someone isn't playing well, it's quite easy. It's an easy drop. We don't have to even second guess it and just bring someone else in. So it's really good. And I don't know, I'm struggling to, to think how many goals that back line is going to concede next year because it's definitely not going to be many. Yeah, just I think... looking at it at face value. It's, it's going to be pretty strong. What do you think, uh, JB? Do you think he comes straight back into the into the side when he's... Oh, I think, yeah, I, I, I feel like it's um, dependent on, I think, on the trade outcomes as well because I think Saad is... That same, I think Newman's a bit tall and might provide a bit more uh, defensive discipline. I think going going backwards, I think Saad's definitely more of an offensive offensive defender. If you yeah take that as you will, but yeah. um yeah. yeah, I think he's he's twenty seven, twenty eight, so age isn't on his side. So um, I you'd like him to see him play because he's got class. He's obviously a lot older with a bit more experience too. So and he does have a knack for goal, as you saw against the West Coast last year. Managed to kick four, but um, I like him. I think he'd be great there as an extra leader. But you don't know. I think it's going to be very hard to find the perfect six. And I, I feel, and to kind of disagree with Tass, I think near next year we might have a bit of problems that might lead to the defense not being as good. Just trying to find that perfect back six mix. But I think when we do find a perfect back six mix, it'll be yeah, pretty pretty uh, stout and resolute. So. Yeah, what do you think, Luke? Oh, yeah. I've, I've sort of said what I've got to say. But another thing with Nick Newman coming back potentially is um, he um, he could be one of those players who could come in and um, potentially give Samo that more midfield time, allow Samo up the ground. So he definitely is a very good option going forward for us. And, again, he's another player we got for barely anything. I think it was a 4-3 under we got Nick Newman for. So Jeez. it's a bargain. Yep. And uh, he's, he's served us very well so far. Um, another This next player, Zach Fisher. An interesting year, I think, for Zach, for Fish. He um, he came back with a bang when he was um, selected after being struggling to get back into the team. And he, he kicked four goals. And um, I, think when he, I think he's an exciting prospect in the forward line. I liked him in there. And I actually, I think he's a bit more serviceable down forward than he is when he plays on the wing. I think he struggles a bit on the wing, but I think um, when he when he was in the forward line, I thought he provided some really uh, good pressure. He had he had he showed that he had that goal sense that we've lacked from a small for a few years now. And um, him and Eddie Betts and even Gibbons proved to be a pretty lethal trio. Um, so I really liked Fisher's year when once he broke into the side. Obviously, he struggled with that, and I gave him a seven out of ten just because once he did get into the side. Um, he was he made an impact, whereas a lot of others didn't. Um, JB, 
what did you think about him playing forward? I liked. I mean, I I would love to see him play as a midfielder. I think we drafted him as a midfielder, but mm. I think if you that's football. I think, and if, if someone else is better in a better in a different position, I think why not? I think we're right to try Zach Fisher there. I think as a small forward that definitely works up the ground. I think he's I think he's just, he's a decent runner as well. So, but um, so on transition, his skills his skills and his feet are pretty good. He's very silky, very um hard man to tackle. I think so um, and he's yeah definitely had a good goal since I think we've liked since um losing Matty Wright and Andreas Everett. So um. <laughs> So I was trying to say that with a straight face, but um, yeah, I, I, I love him there. I think it's it's great way to fit him in, and then obviously he can roll up to the contest as well as an as an extra and make the defender defend as a midfielder instead of as a defender, which can cause some confusion. So yeah, I like him. There's also that that new small forward where they they've got to work up the ground and work back, and I think he's he's built for that as well. So I, I gave him a six because he didn't play uh, much of the year, but what from from yeah from what we saw was was definitely good going. To next year, what do you think, Tass? Yeah, I'm the same as you. It's a six for me because I just can't justify a high mark with the amount of games he played. But having said that, he looks like he might be able to fill that small forward void um, until he either wants to get more midfield minutes, which we all know he does, um, and or until we find a small forward. So, yeah, he, I, I was quite impressed with his year, really utilised his speed. He sort of, I think, was it last year or the year before where he had that lull? Um, he had yeah, a really year. good second year. Yeah, he had a really good second year. And then he had the low last year. Mm-hmm. And this year it's looked like had he played more games, he would have been back to his, his quality form. Um, again, he's only 22. So, so like, we've still got 10 years out of these blokes. The amount of people that are coming, the amount of players on our list that are coming to 24 and 25 over the next two years is just ridiculous looking at it here. It's, it's crazy. Um, so, yeah, there's a, definitely a lot to look forward to with Zach Fisher, I think. Yeah, definitely. I think um, when you look at um, the amount of players we've got getting into that age bracket, it's going to be pretty exciting moving forward for sure. And Fish is one of those players who you just hope can establish himself in the team, much like guys, much like Dow and O'Brien. If they get the opportunity, they, they really need to, to make their mark. And I think Fisher um, is definitely doing that at the moment. Um, next player, unfortunately, we cannot give him a rating because he didn't get a game this year, and that is Harrison McCready. Now, I'm going to just ask the question: Do you think he's going to be delisted, Tass? No, no, not now. Not after seeing the first four that we did. I think that unless they can pull a key defender out of this draft somehow, and it doesn't seem like we're trying to go to the draft this year. Um, well, if they can't pull a key defender out of there, then I think he's going to keep his list spot for another year purely because we delisted Ben Silvani. Um, so I can't see him being delisted this year. Do I think he'll play next year? No. But I can't see him being delisted yet. JB? Um, yeah, because, I mean, I don't, I don't mind him. I think his first year, yeah, he played a few it's games, good. I think. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't five. too bad. It was tall. It played on instinct and um, obviously, yeah, didn't really find that form. Um, I think he's had a couple of injuries as well, but I'm not too sure. Yeah. yeah but I, th- um, I mean, we, we we did bid on him from the GWS Academy. So, I mean, we knew, I think we, I think we rated him at the time. I, th- I think he definitely does stay. I think there are a couple of other 
defenders that like Goddard, I don't think the Goddard's been delisted, I think. So I think he stays there purely for, for backup because I don't think I don't think he gets into the team any other way unless there's a bit of um poor form going around the back line. Yeah. Um I I think we you can persist with him because he's a good I think he's a good intercept, I think, from what I remember, I feel so long ago that we saw him saw him play. So I th- I, th- I think we keep him. Yeah, I agree. I think I think he definitely will be on the list for another year. I think he's one of those players who, and on this on our list, we had um, Hugh Goddard, who I don't think was too special, if I'm being honest. No. But then I nothing. think with I think with Sylvani and McCready, Ben Sylvani, that is, um, they've been a bit stitched up with how well our backline has developed over the past couple seasons. And I was speaking to a friend of mine who goes for the Bulldogs, and um, he'll be listening because. He loves all this footy talk, and he he said he he thinks the dogs should go after uh, either Ben Silvani or McCready just because they're guys who haven't really been given a shot who have who have a, they've got pretty good raps about him. So um, I think yeah, McCready if he if he doesn't get games, which I think it will be tough for him to get games. I think um, he still does have a future at the AFL. It's just a matter of where and how long it is, but yeah. I like McCready, and I think he'll, he should be on the list next season. He's a good backup anyway. He could do worse. Um, next player is a big man, Mark Pitanay. He um, got him over from the Hawks for next to nothing, basically the Andrew Phillips replacement. And um, he filled a massive void in our team when we needed him. You know, Cruiser, we couldn't have expected Cruiser to go down as early as he did, but... Um, Pitney really had to pick up the pick up his weight, and um, he um, I thought he was fantastic. You know, we, because of how well he played, you know, we didn't have to rush uh, TDK in, and um, he definitely showed that he was able to compete with some of the league's best ruckmen, and um, and that's something that we've really lacked over the past few years. And I, I gave Pitney seven out of ten. I thought towards the second half of the season, once TDK sort of showed that he's going to that he's probably going to be the one to take that number one ruck spot. I think Pitanay started to struggle a little bit sharing that number one ruck role. But um, I think overall it was a really, really good season and he's definitely going to be a player who we're going to see a lot more of in the future. He's not one of those ruckmen who's just going to play in the reserves every week. So, yeah, big year for Pitanay. Really great recruiting from us, I think. Um, seven out of ten. What did you think, Tass? Yeah, I'm the same. Um, seven. I can justify that from his first half of the year. Until TDK came in, um, yeah. Look, he's been a great recruit. I've got no issues with Mark Pitney at all. Um, do I think he should be the number one ruckman? Still, no. I think TDK should be. But having said that, now it's at the point where if one's not playing well, you just swap them. I know Pitney doesn't have the mobility that TDK does, but Pitney, yeah, he'll. I think we've got two ruckmen that'll be at the club for a long time now. I don't have any worries about that. A third ruckman would be nice just in case, but I think uh, Teddy Kane Pitney will be there for a long time and, now. And Pitney, I think he's—I think he's only twenty-four, so he's—he's he's very young. Yeah, he's only twenty-four. For a ruckman, that's—he's a baby, nah, really. So he's got—he's got, he's got another twenty years yeah. ahead of him. Yeah, so yeah, for a ruckman, <laughs> he's a baby. So very young prospect still, and definitely going to be uh, a consistent performer for us, I reckon. What did you think, JB, of Itiga? Yeah, I think it's—it's it's probably fair to say seven. It was thereabouts. I mean. The past couple of years when Cruiser did eventually go down, I think it was pretty common. You always had a backup of either Wobie or Phillips. I mean, and they, they were battlers, but they were never, no offence to them, they weren't 
the best. So um, I think with Pitney, he never really got beaten. He did very well to at least make uh, lead he the game 50-50. Yeah, he equalised yeah. the contest. Yeah. So, um, so we never got comprehensively beaten like we saw, I think, last year when I think Phillips had one good game and then got a bath by Tom Hickey. Um, yeah, so yeah, Pit, yeah, so Pit, that's what I liked about him. He was able to provide provide good service as well. So obviously he, he isn't as mobile, but um, I think I think he still needs to work on maybe a bit of forward craft because I think we might try and persist with the two rucks of DeConing and and um, and Pitney. So it'd be interesting to see, to see what happens. I think that's what he needs to improve on, just so he can I think guess stay in the team and provide another string to his bow if you want to keep going with the cliches but um yeah i gave him a seven as well because it was it was it's pretty fair i think we've got him for a for a long time and even if not i think even if we were to say trade him in a couple of years i think we'd get a bit of value for him but i don't think that'll happen so i i, I enjoyed watching him as well he's got a bit of got a bit of a mean streak about him when we're up and about which is which is good to see yeah, I think, I, I think if the Brad Fisher MVP started a few weeks earlier, he probably would have got a few more votes on the board, I'd say, as well. So Definitely, yeah. I'd say so. He was definitely great to watch. Um, I loved watching him. Um, we'll move on to Cunningham. Cunningham is the biggest culprit of players not being played in their position. Him and Samo are the big ones. Um, it's frustrating to watch because he looks good when he's on the ball and he showed it this year. I mean, obviously that game against Eston is the big standout, but... There are other glimpses of that he showed when he was put on the ball. He he um he just looked clean and quick. And um, I think once he finds that consistency in the midfield, I feel I feel like we've found a player. But I mean, obviously, we can only judge his season off what we saw, and what we saw was him playing forward majority of the time. And for that, I only gave him I gave him a five and a half just because I feel like he really doesn't impact the game enough when he's playing in the forward half. But then again, if I had to talk about when he, it's a totally different uh, conversation when he gets his midfield time. It's definitely a lot more than a five and a half. I think he brings us an element of excitement and speed. JB, what do you think of Cunningham? He's, a, he's an interesting one. I I like him. I think like most, I think we do rate him. He's got great skills and um, good footwork. Like he's very quick as well. So um, like we saw with that goal against North Melbourne, he's very clean in the wet. So um, I, I, I gave him a six because I think it was just a bit, um, wasn't too bad, but obviously when he was in the midfield, it was a lot better. But I think when he went forward, what was disappointing? I'm not. I feel like it wouldn't be because I feel like he's a bit of a smart player. I feel like it's more of his effort that let him down, that made him not as consistent. So, which was pretty disappointing to see. I think he needs to work on that. I think it might have been. A, I'm don't want to speculate, but I think it might have been a theme previously. But um, I like him there as well. Maybe as more of a midfield than maybe goes forward as well i i enjoy watching him play i obviously want to see him in the midfield more i think we could definitely use his speed yeah what do you think tash yeah um i don't really know about cunningham like i think he's got potential and i think he'll he'll be a great player if he gets a consistent run in the right position um but like from what we've seen so far we've seen glimpses and Glimpses don't really justify a first team position going forward for us now. I think I think our list is strong enough that we can afford to not play players who are um how do I phrase that? To only like play players that are in form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like a, a work, work in progress. progress. Yeah, exactly. That's what that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Um but 
again, his speed and dynamism adds that element to the midfield that we're lacking, that we're kind of hoping that Zach Williams brings. Um, but like going back to that Essendon game, he was just like, he was on another level that day. And it just shows if you play him in the right position, he will get the ball and feed the ball. Like no, no issues in saying that at all. But as, as the, from the 12 games that he played, I'll give him a five out of 10, just on par as expected, nothing too flashy, nothing too pathetic. Yeah, I think with I, I worry he's one of those players that I really worry if we do involve him in a trade deal or anything yeah. like that. I worry that when he does get to his new destination, he's gonna light light it up like, and become a really really solid player for whichever team he might end up at. So I hope we yeah. hold on to him and I hope we do give him that midfield time. But you know, it's a similar problem to guys like Down O'Brien. Like our midfield's only getting better, and to fit him in it's going to be even tougher every week, every year, you know, especially with, you know, this recruiting, um, I don't even know how to describe it, this crazy recruiting um, sort of period, period we're going we're through. Gonna, yeah. So gonna, I think is a better way to put it. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's the way to put it. Yeah. So I mean, Look, it's he's an interesting one. I hope I hope he does get some midfield time next year because yeah, he looks good when he's in there, and it's it's all about consistency, I think, for him. And hopefully, he can get on the park and get rid of some of those niggly injuries he often uh, ends up with. Um, JB, our next, it's, I know this is your favorite player that we've got coming up next. Uh, good old Cammy Polson. For those of the list, you, the list, the list, the list, the list. <laughs> for those of you who are listening. We we record this on Zoom because obviously we can't be together. And JB every week changes his name to Cammy Polson. He loves him so much. JB, tell us how how did you think your man went this year? Uh, I mean, he 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 did his best. He had small glimpses, very very small. Um, I mean, we tried him in a new position in the back pocket. I think as a running defender, which I guess could might suit his um his physical attributes, but skill level wise i don't think it it did i'm just i'm trying i'm just trying to be i don't want to be too mean when i say i gave i gave him a i gave him a, i gave him a three for the year I did, he just didn't get enough of it and when he used it he wasn't that great and i don't really see a spot for him on the list really with the amount of midfielders and defenders that we've we're gonna have because i don't think he's he's been tried as a forward i don't think he'll definitely cut as a midfielder and We've tried him as a defender now. We've given him chances. And um, I think the uh, Brendan Bolton experiment with him, I think, has to has to come to an end. Yeah, it's a sad day for, for all Carlton fans. Cam Polson is likely to be on the chopping block. The thing yep. is, you can't question his effort, and that's one thing you can never question. Every time he got a chance to play, he he did give it 110%. And uh it was always that that finishing touch. It was when he would dispose of the ball where he would let himself down quite often. So, I think, um, think so. I think someone said it was like he does everything right up until he disposes of yeah, the ball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly it. He does everything right until he gets rid of it. I, I gave him a three out of ten as well. Did he play three games? I think he did. Yeah, he played the last. Yeah, yeah he played three. Yeah. yeah. What if did you not, give him? If what? not, we're going to give him a rating anyway. For what it's worth, what did you give him out of ten? <laughs> well, purely because he's going not going to read the list. It'll give him a rating. So. <laughs> um, yeah, geez, I'm going to have to mine. It's like mining for gold to find a compliment for this bloke. Ah, it's the um, effort, mate. That's the compliment, his effort. <laughs> effort at AFL level means nothing, mate. 
I think the writing was on the wall in the practice match against Brisbane when he came oh. on the last quarter for 10 minutes and Charlie Cameron he's, gave him an absolute bar. Yeah, his first, I think his first trial is in, in the back pocket. It was, it was surprising to see. And um, yeah, he gave away about four free kicks in the space of about 10 seconds. But unlike the um, uh, not unusual to the AFL, the umpires didn't really see any of it. Nothing brought a smile no. to my face like when I heard the rumour Collingwood might be interested in Cam as well this year. I found that hilarious. And honestly, the thought of us actually maybe getting something for him was pretty um, hilarious in my mind. But um, yeah. You can I imagine, mean, imagine Jordan Degoe coming one way and Cam Paulson <laughs> in a pit going the other. <laughs> oh, geez. It'll be a bad trade. Yeah, I think, I think it's not a bad trade if you put it that way. But um, yeah, sorry, Cam, but I think you're gone. Uh, we appreciate your services. You definitely gave, gave the fans a laugh along the way, which was nice. But um, <laughs> we'll move on. Um, Charlie Kerno, another one we, well, he's one that we can't rank for this year. Obviously, all the injuries kept him on the sideline, but he's, uh, he's one of those players who, if he comes good, he, he brings us to the top of the league. I think he's the one that takes us there. He's going to be that massive goal kicker. I have a lot of faith in Charlie and he's going to provide such a massive target for us up forward. And it's going to take a lot of pressure off guys like Harry and McGovern and, you know, really realistically, whoever's down there, I think Charlie Kerno just makes the game totally different for all of the forwards. Um, I'm really excited to watch him next year. He's, he's a game changer and um, I'm hoping, I'm just hoping that he can get on the park and play 22 games or however many games it ends up being next year. Who knows? JB, what do you think of Charlie? Um, yeah, well, I've been, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to give him a 10 just for this year. Just I know he didn't play a game, but just purely off the excitement for next year. I just can't wait to see him play. Obviously, saw saw big patches like, uh, in 2019, so definitely keen to see him. That's why I'm, I'm just going to give him a 10 just, just for the sake of it. Yeah, just can't wait to see him play next year. What about you, Tass? Yeah, I can't wait either. I'm hoping... Um, look, there's no, there's no, there's no fevs in modern day football, so he's not going to kick a hundred goals. But nah. if we can get, know. you know, sixty or seventy between both Harry and Charlie, I think we're in good stead. Maybe even eighty. I'd say fifty, but I don't think fifty goals is going to happen. So, um, yeah, look, really looking forward to having him back and his presence up forward. He's a big contested mark beast, so things are looking up for the Blues. Absolutely. All right, number 31. This is a man who I have been raving on about all season long. You guys are probably sick of hearing me talk about how good I think this guy I'm is. Not. I'm not. Tom Williamson. I'm a huge fan. I think he had a brilliant season in terms of his growth and the way he's um, matured into consistent AFL football. Um, his mistakes aren't as common as we've seen in the past. Um, and the thing that really stands out about him more than anyone else on the team is the way he backs himself in. He's not afraid to take on those inboard kicks or anything risky. He he will back himself 100% all the way. And yeah, it, it doesn't pay off all the time, but when it does come off, it it often ends up with a really good attacking play for us. Um, um, this is probably a bit biased, but I gave him a 7 out of 10, I thought. Um, in terms of where he is at in his career, um, he was fantastic this season uh, he really did establish himself in the best 22 obviously he was very fortunate um to get given the opportunities with a few um not so great injuries to in our back line but 
um, he took advantage of it and that's all you can ever do in that situation. So seven out of 10 for me. Um, JB, what do you think of Tom, Tom Williamson's season? I enjoyed it, especially after coming off a couple of bad back injuries. I think he had, they're always tough ones to come back from them in the, in the neck as well. Cause they're very important, I guess, for your future as well. And like your everyday life. So yeah, it did well to come off pretty bad back injury that he had. So, um, I, I, I love watching him play. I think we did try Did we try? I think we tried him out on the wing at the end, which might mm. be a bit of a yeah, point of difference point. as well. But images and see what happens. I mean, with um, more halfbacks being available, I think with Saad potentially. Interesting to see what happens. But I, I yeah, you love the way he goes about. He's he's very athletic, he's agile for his for his size, takes the game on. He's got a bit of bit of yeah, a bit of that mean streak about him, which means he isn't afraid to take the game on and um, push and shove a couple of other players as well with a smile on his face as he does it. I gave him a six and a half just because I think there there were times where he did make some mm. some mistakes, but I think going forward he's going to be fantastic for us. I, yeah, you, you can't say much more. He's, he's fantastic. What did you think, Taz? Yeah, he's top quality player. Um, his like his first season was pretty good when we just threw him in the deep end. He was really good in that that year, but this year he just took another level. Um, and like you said, coming off a couple of bad injuries, it's really impressive to see the way he was going about it. Even in the practice matches, I remember watching him and you just, you could really tell that he, this guy was going to be a good player for us. So um, the bursts off halfback are excellent. I wouldn't mind him on the wing, to be honest, um, just because he, he takes risks and he's got, he's got a bit of speed about him too, which is good. And I think we might have to move him onto the wing just to, ju- just to be able to justify his 20, his, Positioning the 22, considering Adam Sard's orbit. A bag, I'm not going to say that he is because we have to deal with Dodo. But um, yeah, look, if if Sard comes, I think Williamson on the wing probably isn't the worst idea. But yeah, in terms of, a, did I give him a rating on yet? It's seven. Let's go with seven. <laughs> yeah, I th- I've, definitely, I've definitely heard on the Twitter sphere um, a lot of fans are, have been speaking about him potentially playing with the midfield group. So it's it's um, something that's definitely uh, being discussed by uh, Carlton faithful, um, and I you know I think I think he'll do well on a wing. I do prefer him off the halfback. I think that um, he's one of those players. I think wherever you put him, you're just going to get a hundred percent. And um, he's all about the club. I remember um, I don't know which game it was, but um, there was a game where he was stuck on the side with his with an ankle injury and kicked a goal and they slow mode they put the slow-mo on him uh, as, to his reaction when we kicked the goal. He's on the bed getting fixed up and taped up on the, oh, the Gold yeah. Coast game. It, I might have been. And, and he's he's basically kicked the, the physio out of the way because he was that excited just about the team <laughs> kicking a goal. So he's one of those guys you really want to see do well because you know he's going give it, to give it his all. So, yeah, big future for Willow, I think. Um, and, it, and it picked 61 as well, quite a steal. Yeah, he was a late pick, so... Yeah, you can't go wrong. And it's, it's always a good feeling when you nail one of those selections, that's for sure. Um, 32, Jack Nunes. What an interesting season this man has had. At, doctor, the, at, doctor. <laughs> at the start of the season, he was one of those guys where I just didn't want to see him out there. I, I didn't rate him. Um, but thankfully, after he kicked that incredible goal, I think it just gave him a bit more confidence and he started playing some really consistent footy. Um, he kicked, he kicked a fair few goals. Well, I think he kicked, got into the double digits for goals. Bet 15, I think. Bet 14, 15, I think. Which, for, game, which for a winger. 13. 
13. So, well, for a winger, 13 goals is is good. Is very good. It's more than a fair few of our forwards kicked. So he provided a really... Um, <laughs> he, he actually became a very consistent player for us. And he's one of those players as well in that he's in that age bracket that we just don't have a lot of players in. He brings a level of maturity that we do lack. Um, and he really did make one of those wing spots his own. So I think he had a really... Really solid year. It wasn't. It wasn't anything spectacular. It wasn't anything terrible. It was right in the middle. And obviously that goal. Well, that's probably the moment of the season. It was just <laughs> unbelievable. It was. We don't have to worry about all the controversy about where he kicked it from and all that. It was. Um, and who kicked it? it? And who kicked it? it and... and whether it was a free kick. But <laughs> besides all that, I thought. Um, yeah, that's probably the moment of the season. And I think that was a really big moment in his Carlton career, I think it really helped him feel like he belonged in in the 22. And um, I gave him a six and a half just because it was neither here or here nor there, but for the most part, I was pretty happy with his season and yeah, going forward, he was a great attacking option. What about you, Tass? What did you think about Nunzi? Um, Yeah, similar to you, just like at the start of the year, I was questioning his selection. I was like, yeah, I get why I bring him, but he's supposed to be back up. Um, but he sort of, as the season went on, he kept snagging goals, but still, like, I couldn't justify his position just because his mistakes sort of outweighed his positives. Um, like, some absolutely stupid, stupid errors that he made, like trying to handball in between people's legs, throwing yeah. hospital passes. The, the, the North Melbourne one rings out for me, is one I remember. Yeah. Um, and then he just, like, I don't know. He, he really came into his own a bit, I guess, sort of. Got used to being a blue, blue it was a confidence and, thing. Yeah, I it, it must was. have been like. But there was something that's. It was just. Yeah, but I can definitely justify his position in the twenty-two quite easily. Um, yeah, like I, I don't. If if he was named to start next season in, against Richmond, I wouldn't have a problem with that at all. Nah, not at all. To be not perfectly honest. So in terms of a rating, I'd probably give him a seven. Yep. Or thereabouts. JB. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I share the same sentiment when at the start of the season, I didn't really see the point of playing him. I didn't really see why it might just be a, not a former AFL football that can analyse everything. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, Jack Nunes, it was yeah, interesting. Don't really where to play him. It was playing on the wing, tried half back. I, I'm more of a utility as well. Um, I think, yeah, at, at, until that Freo game, he was kind of, I guess uh, He's a nothing sort of player treading water. Yeah. It's yeah, treading water. But and um, after that, just gave him that kick up the bum that he needed, and and went on to have a have a pretty good year. Obviously, kicked a fair amount of goals for for a winger in a season that the Coleman went Coleman won forty goals. So I, I liked him. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him round one as well. So um, all the best to him. Obviously, he's 21, 21, 27, Sorry, and um. <laughs> Yeah, you can see definitely see why we got him with that age bracket. So yeah, I gave him a six and a half as well, purely because just yeah, some of the mistakes he made were just a bit, bit silly for a person pretty of his experience. I think um, so. Uh, I think when he's if he's fully fit and he's play, he plays the way he did in the second half of the season. Like he plays twenty two games next year, without a doubt in yeah. my mind. Um, yeah, I don't see who takes him out of the side, even if we do re- recruit. A specialist winger in the off season, I think it's going to be pretty hard to knock him out of the team. Um, next player, Sam Ramsey, obviously 
didn't play this year and he's a young prospect. So there isn't much to say about him other than we just hope to see a bit more of him next season. Hopefully um, guys who aren't in the first 22 get some game time, but um, in like an actual game, not just a scratch match. So yeah, Ramsey, we'll move on from Ramsey straight away and we'll go to Sam Philp. Can't give him a rating. He only played two, one or two games. Did Phil, did Phil play? In two, two games, I think St Kilda and the Essendon game. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, in the games he played, I mean, I didn't think he had a major impact, but I think, you know, he was a high draft pick, so it's good to get him uh, some AFL exposure. Um, there wasn't much to say about him, really. I think he just, I don't think he was really ready to play at AFL level. He needs his body to fill out a bit more. Any comments you boys want to make about Philp? Um, just in that a couple of pressure moments in the, against Essendon when the game was in the line, he really stood up, which was good to see with, with clean hands. So, yeah, um, yeah, just all the best to him. Just keep, keep on going. And we're keen to see more of him in the future. Obviously, yeah, I think he needs to just adjust his body to, to the AFL level as well. So, Yeah, I think, yeah, he's one of those players who you hope starts um, knocking on the door of the 22 in the next couple of seasons, that's for sure. Um, we'll move on to Mr. Consistent, Mr. Reliable, Ed Kerno. Great, yes, great season for Ed. Um, he He's getting on now. He's getting a bit old, but he's not slowing down too much, that's for sure. I thought he had a really consistent, solid year, and um, you, you know what you're getting with Ed week in, week out. It's, he's so important to our team. Um, I think with Cripps having a bit of a down year by his stands, I thought Ed really stood up and showed some really some much needed leadership in the in the guts. And I gave him a seven out of ten. I didn't think he was spectacular, but I just I thought he was still just so reliable um week in, week out. What about you? What did you think about Ed Kerno Tass? I know he's your man. So Yeah, uh, I love Ed Kerno. What did you think? Um, yeah, it's just I am I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that was probably one of his best seasons that he's had for us. Um in terms of consistency and impact. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. Like I wouldn't even it wouldn't even surprise me if he comes, you know, third or fourth in the BNF. Um yeah, I love Ed Kerner. I just think he's fantastic. He's all he's all for the jumper. He, he's the one that goes in when no one else does, and he'll win that he'll win that really, really hard ball and come out he'll come out hurt, but he'll keep going. I remember against GWS he took about three hits in one minute. He just yeah. got up after each one of them and kept going, took a mark a minute later. Um, so yeah, I love Ed and I hope he sticks around for about two or three more years. And you know, we really, I don't know whether he'll be a best 22 player after next year, considering our inclusions. But you know, Ed's 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 Ed, Ed's Jet, yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, he's, so he's probably, it's the consistency that just makes him yeah, so so good for us, just so good. And for a rookie draft player, like. Come on, can't really go wrong with someone exactly. like that. Exactly, Adelaide let let a let a really good player go, and 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 I think um you said it was you think it's arguably his best season. I feel like this season he stood out more than he ever has. He's never really stood out in games just because of the yeah, role he plays. But I feel like this season yeah. he just you, you noticed him a lot more, which was great to see. What about, what did you think of uh, Ed JB? I I I enjoyed him. Um, Sorry, cut it out. I, I, yeah, I enjoyed him. Um, yeah, Mr. Yeah, Mr. Consistent. I think he yeah, had one of his better years. I think when he really saw his impact was when we were really struggling in the midfield last year, and then you put him and Murphy in, and it was completely a different ball game. Um, I'm more, I'm more actually more worried about what we're going to do when he 
does eventually retire because I think replacing him is going to be a, a tough question and a tough one to to answer. So I gave him an eight because I think he definitely did have a, a very, very good season. I think he definitely did stood out, stand out much more as well. So, yeah, can't wait to see more of him as well. You Most of the time, if there's a pack where there's a stack on, he's always at the bottom of it. <laughs> and, and he's just, just breathing, just taking the breaths in and another one, another one. And, yeah, he's yeah, Mr. Consistent, super reliable. And he's yeah, he's always gonna put his put his um head over the ball. And um yeah, it's, yeah, not much more to say. It's yeah, it's Mr. the Ted. it's the sort of guy where you're like when when you're walking in after a game and you're like, right, who didn't give effort today? It's the sort of guy that you're like, yeah, a hundred percent Ed was the one that gave everything he had every single time, you know? Like he's just he's on a different level. Yeah, he really is. He 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 would he's the kind of guy who would always make mum mad because he'd be the dirtiest guy at the end of the ground at the end of the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, mud definitely always mud always on his and then with a bandage around his head to boot. Oh, oh yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> I think his mother wouldn't like watching him. That's for sure. She'd be having heart attacks. Um, we'll move on. Uh, Josh Honey played one game. I think it was one game this season. Yeah. Um, he was really hyped up leading into that one game he played. Um. Yeah. He was he was killing it in the scratch matches, um, and I think he really showed that he's a he's going to be an, a really interesting prospect in terms of having being a sort of a, a speedy pressure forward who can kick a goal or two. Um, oh, he didn't really get to impact the game that he did play in, and which was a little bit disappointing. But at the end of the day, he was only in because um, a few plays were I think out by injury. So. Uh, we'll move on from Honey. Ben Silvani's up next. We we mentioned him when we spoke about McCready. Uh, unfortunately, delisted. Do you boys have any comments you want to make about Ben? It's one of the more surprising ones for me. I yeah. thought it was a bit more of a project where you give him a couple more years. I can see why maybe O'Dwyer was delisted and and um, Goddard was, but Silvani's one that definitely it was confusing. I think, and I, I think I, he's a... He's a product of the current environment, unfortunately. Um, just the cut of the list sizes is probably why he's been cut. I wouldn't say it's because he hasn't got the talent. But yeah, yeah. I agree with John. I think he's more of like a project player. So I wouldn't be surprised if someone else picks him up, actually. I was, that's what I was going to say. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him on another list. And when you look, because he never really had a chance at our club, I think. When no. you look at yeah, our, I mean, our defenders, he was right at the, the bottom of the to, pecking order. To re-rookie him as well. There's a possibility. Yeah, for that maybe. There is. That's there is. Point. Which, which I'd, I'd like us to see. I think. But yeah, obviously you don't point. have the sizes, and yeah, it's just one of those ones. Yeah. That's that's football. Yep. You mentioned Finbar O'Dwyer. I think did. I think you said um, another yeah. one who's delisted. We didn't get to see him at AFL level. He was on the list. I think two or three years was he. Same. Same as Silvani. Yeah. Yeah. It's same right. as Ben. So um yeah. Any, any comments you want to make on Finbar? And uh, no, just uh, all the best for the future. I don't think AFL was for him, but um, that's the way it goes sometimes. It's the way the cookie crumbles. Another another fairly high draft pick that didn't really make it, which is a shame. Um, it was a weird one. It was a strange one. A lot of people were surprised when we picked him up. Uh, Fraser oh. Phillips. Fraser Phillips was uh, his next. Obviously, didn't play a game. He he hasn't been delisted, has he? I don't have him here. Uh, no, no, we've he's, he's he's on the rookie list at the moment. Yeah, because we were looking yeah. him last year, but mm. he just, I, thought, I think he's definitely one of the project ones. He he's going to take a yeah. bit of time if we were to put if we were to have faith in him. Yeah. Any comments on him? Anyone? No. 
No, there's Fair nothing enough. much to say. We unfortunately for these kind of plays, we just haven't had enough to see of them to make and there hasn't been VFL games. Exactly. Yeah. There hasn't been reserves. That we can games. go to and see. So um I mean I, I hope for all of those players' sakes that um next season they do get a good quality opposition week in, week out, just to give them a bit more of a chance as well. Um Michael Gibbons is next. Now in my opinion, he he's been our most consistent forward in the team this season. He with Jack Martin. Uh sorry, no, with Harry Mackay. But <laughs> I don't know. I've read the wrong name there. Um, I think he, I can't believe he was overlooked for so many years. He's just, when when he wasn't in our side, we looked so much worse off. Uh, he just brings so much class and his ability is ridiculous. And I think when, I think as a f- small forward, he's fantastic. And then you see how good he is when he gets given some time in the midfield. It's just, it's bizarre to me that he didn't manage to get picked up before he did. Uh, JB, oh, I gave him an eight out of ten. I should say, um, as I said, when he was out of the team, he was dearly missed in the forward line. We we really lacked a bit of creativity. What did you think of Gibbons um, this year, JB? I loved him. He's fantastic. Oh, yeah, he's he's footy smart. He's got great skills. Um, yeah, it is such a shock, and I think it always happens when something like that. Everyone's so shocked that he hasn't been picked up earlier. But yeah, we'll have to have him. Luckily, luckily we got him. Um, want to see more of him in the future as well. I think he definitely gets a upgraded to the senior list. I think he's technically technically rookie at the moment. So, mm. but yeah, I think I'd love to see more in the midfield, but I think we can't really accommodate it. So we might have to find a rotation, but he has done well on the forward line. He's worked hard and he managed to always kick a goal or two every, every mm. other week, really. So yeah, I, all the best to him. Keep on going. I, yeah, he's fantastic to watch. He's, he's got a bit of a smart alecky nature about him as well which I, i'm i'm sure is only good for the morale of the boys too so yeah good to see him up and about as well anything from you tas uh not really like i just just really liked his year again um there were glimpses in form where he dropped but that's that's just only natural for a player like him coming through um but i really like his um he's a bit of a character and i like that about him which is good i hope he i think he's got a role maybe on half forward don't know about forward pocket. I think we can play third tall in a forward pocket. But um, yeah, transitioning into the midfield, like you said, John, the the midfield rotation is probably something that's suited to him. I'd like to think you can get a bit, you can get things moving and add a little bit of spark, sell some candies, and um, get the ball moving forward. So yeah, I was I was happy with Gibbons. Probably I'll give him a seven and a half. Yeah, I I think um we saw a few times this season when he um. It was often when we had stoppages sort of on the wings. He'd be that yes. player who would be just forward of the of the big pack of players and he'd be the one you'd, we would try and handball it out to and then he'd be the one delivering inside 50. And I think he really suited that role, just being up on the ball a little more. So, yeah, I think if he can get a bit more midfield time somehow, if it is a half-forward flank role where he does move up up and down with the play a bit more, that I think that'll suit him really well. Um, but, yeah, what a steal, really. Got it. He's one of those players we got for basically nothing as well. Um, next on the, on the list, uh, Levi, big Levi. Um, it's a story of two halves for Levi, I think, this season. First half was amazing. I was going around my house saying he's the goat. He was playing that good. And then the second half, ah, oh, he was awful. He, it just seemed everything. It, it, was, it was just like everything he did just wasn't meant to be. He got in the way of Harry so many times. Couldn't couldn't kick goals for himself, and yeah, he just looked all out of sorts. 
the good thing was though he he was re- I thought he was really good as a second ruckman when uh, we weren't playing two rucks and that's a that's a really important role and so I think in terms of that I thought he was fantastic but um, yeah I gave Levi a six just because I feel like his first half of his season needs to be acknowledged because it was fantastic and the first half I guess Harry probably wasn't as good as he was at the end so yeah interesting interestingly year for Levi what did you think JB? Um, yeah, I'm giving him a six and a half, but it was originally going to be a six. And then I remember the the goal against Essendon, he kicked from the boundary, which was, <laughs> which got us all up in arms. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Tail two halves with him. Another almost year for him. He didn't really put it together across the whole season, which is sad to say, but you know what he brings, you know, he's going to bring his effort, but I think, yeah, definitely. I think second half of the year was the opposite of King Midas. Everything he touched turned to the Brown stuff. So, um, yeah, un- yeah, unfortunately for him, obviously he's 30, he's getting on. But yeah, I do like him as that forward second ruck. Um, and it's if you want to play, I guess, more smaller. So yeah, obviously a big tofu, I think they call him, not yeah. the Casbolt. Um, hopefully see him for a couple more years, but if if it isn't meant to be, it isn't meant to be. But, well, um, he's got, he's got a yeah. contract ex- extension. He signed a one another one-year deal, so he will be around next season. Um, I don't think the club is looking to get rid of him in this off-season, that's for sure, unless I I assume that's the case, considering they re-signed him. Um, Tass? Um, Yeah, I'll sort of echo your guys' sentiment. He had a really good half, first half of the year, Um, up there with one of the best key forwards in the comp for about three or four weeks running, which was interesting. and then I don't know whether it was he was a victim of his own circumstance having a shortened preseason to the rest of the group um, through personal um, circumstances, but yeah, I don't know. It's just it's sort of again like glimpses, 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 but not quite consistent, which is unfortunate. I think the game that sort of or the moment I'll say the moment that summed him up was in the first 30 seconds against Adelaide when he picked the ball up and <laughs> he was like 15 metres out from the goal, like on the edge of the goal screen, he tried to handball and instead of kicking it straight through, like that sort of sums up his back half of the year, I think. Yeah, I think he just lacked a lot of confidence towards the end, but, you know, it is Levi. We know that Levi, is, is he always provides a bit of a spectacle, uh, whether it's yeah. good or bad. Um, next player, Will Setterfield. And um, I've spoken in the past few episodes about players taking the next step and Setterfield's one of them. He took the next step this year. He really established himself in the 22. Um, He provided Cripps with some much needed support in the guts. And I think he was definitely one of our best tacklers and pressure players in the, in the midfield. Um, I'm I'm really glad that he did come on because um, we put a lot of faith in him. We gave up a bit for him and obviously we stuck through, stuck with him through the ACL injury and, um, he really repaid the faith this season. Gave us, I've, I've given him an eight out of ten. Um, in terms of where he he is in his career, we couldn't ask for much more. Um, I, th- I just think, yeah, really exciting prospect for us, and he's still very young. So um, it's o- the only way is up for setters, I think. Really exciting. What do you think, Tass? Yeah, again, same sort of thing. It's really good to see him take the next step. Um, I think the only thing really now he needs to get right is his disposal efficiency and. And to be a bit let, let uh, a bit less wasteful, um, he's got a bit of a goal sense as well, which is nice for a midfielder. Mm. And with a few more games under his belt and and a few more resting forward position sort of thing, it'll be good to um, 
be, he'll be really good for us, I reckon. And I'm looking forward to seeing him take a next step, take another another step next yeah. year. So I, I gave him a seven and a half for me. Jabe? Yeah, um, I gave him a seven. It's, yeah, you like the way it goes about it. Always, he's always tackling. I think he, I'm sure he would have led the, the team stats and tackles almost I every week. I would have thought so, so yeah. Him, him or Kerno, which is to be expected. Um, just one thing, he, he, obviously, he was, he was the pick before Patrice Seydon. Obviously, we bid on him as well. And he's only played, and Patrice's played 70 odd games and he's only played 30 just to yeah. get a bit of an idea. He's still almost like a year behind for his age, with the, obviously, with the ACL yeah. injury as well. So, he obviously, he did take a big step, but obviously, he's got to, improve a bit more if he's a fair bit more as well if he's going to be a big part of the future success as well so yeah i think his disposal under pressure isn't the best but when he's got a bit of time he uses it pretty well so um yeah just can't wait to see much see more of him and to provide more support to crips who i think definitely needs it yeah do you guys think he's a bit like lanky but he's not i feel like he needs to still fill out a bit more I don't know. I don't know well, what I mean, it is. I feel like he's 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 one ninety and he's one ninety. He's listed as eighty kilos. He might have put a bit more. Yeah, yeah I think I he might like, need to put on. I feel like he's got kilos. I feel like if he puts on just a little bit more muscle, I feel like he's going to be even more of a beast in the midfield. He's going to be a bit like an Ed Kerno, just a hard nut who you just tackle machine. So um, mm. he could be the Ed Kerno replacement when Ed Kerno decides to hang the boots up. But um, yeah, I think we've we've um, we've found a good one in Setters, so he's an exciting pro- prospect. Um, who's next? We've got Matt Owies next on the list. Now, uh, he was lighting it up in the scratch matches, and I, I was raving out about raving on about him um, for weeks on end, saying, "Why isn't this guy going game?" And then he gets picked, and he did nothing. He did nothing. Didn't do much. Um, uh, yeah, so. Didn't manage to make an impact in his one game. And I guess the question is, do we think he's going to get delisted? Um, I, I personally don't think he will. I'd, I'd be disappointed he if he did. Not. I'd be disappointed. Obviously, it does depend on the list sizes and all that. But um, he's one of those ones who I think probably is on the chopping block and could be cut. I hope we stick with, stick with him because if the scratch matches are anything to go by, I thought he was fantastic. It sounds like he was fantastic. Kicking goals in goals week in week out. Any comments on Owies? I uh, yeah, I, I he, he better not get delisted. I I want to see more of him. I think he's got a, a lot to provide as well. So, um, I think he always if they keep category B spots, I think he he should stay. And I, I yeah, definitely want him to stay. It's it's definitely a big project. And I think if it, if it comes if it comes off, it'd be a pretty big acquisition as well. So a good a good player in a, in a, in the list. So. Yeah, just want to see more of him. Yep. Anything to add, yeah. Tass? No, just I, I kind of worry for him a little bit. Um, I think he deserves another year and a few more games to show himself, but I'm just, I don't know, I haven't got a good feeling. It would be such a calm thing to do to list him. It really would be, and it would be even more appropriate if he goes on to another club and yeah. just becomes a really consistent small forward for them. Well, let's hope he stays on the list. Um, next is a man who is no longer on the list, Hugh Goddard, obviously delisted. Any comments? Uh, no, I think I think just the game went past him. He's just a bit too tall and a bit too slow, yep. unfortunately. All right, uh, second last, Matty Cottrell. I love him. I love him. I think this season, he, he obviously had that standout moment against the Swans, I think it was, 
um, where he kicked the game-winning goal. But um, I think overall he showed that he is cut out for the level, in my opinion. And um, the way he goes for the the way he attacks the footy is something we haven't seen as Carlton fans for a long time. I think um, I love him. I think he's a, a really good prospect for us. So. Um, I gave I gave Quattrill six out of ten just because he didn't really play many games, but um, I thought he was great. Any comments, Tass? Um, oh, JB. Yep. Yeah, he, got enjoyed him. I think yeah, I only took him about ten seconds to get adjusted to the level. He had that one kick where he just got <laughs> completely bumped off the ball by Liam Ryan, and and after that he was very quick and adjusted to the game. So yeah, obviously want to see more from him. Passion passion for the jumper, and he's a great runner. He Obviously, outran out um, Ed Kerno on the first time trial, which is pretty surprising to many. But um, yeah, well, he's he's technically five years old with the leap year, but um, yes, yeah, so he's still still very young. So I, I gave him a five as well, just because I think he did go missing. But um, yeah, just if you want to see more of more of the the red freak, I think with the yeah, if you want to mix the two, Tess. Yeah, I gave him a five as well. Um, I think he's got a bit of Mitch Robinson about him, mm. um, and that's not just the red hair. That's just his nature, you know. Yeah, seems like a really bit of a nut, tough guy. Bowling ball, um, not, not afraid of going in hard. So, yeah, literal bowling ball. Yeah, um, yeah, but he did go missing a few times. So I think five's about right. Yeah, absolutely. And here's another one. He we got him with Gibbons, which for basically nothing. So if nothing. both of the, if both of them are coming coming good for us, that's a massive tick in that uh, regard. Last man on the list who is no longer actually on the list. It's everyone's favourite, Callum Moore. Now, he didn't play enough games. No, he didn't get delisted yet, I don't think. Oh, well, I I think I wrote delisted because he should be getting delisted. So uh, that's just me getting a little ahead ahead of myself. Um, I mean, yeah, I think if that says it all, I think think he's going to get delisted. (laughs) The only way he stays is is for backup if we feel like we need that extra support. No. Nah, he's got to go, mate. He's going. Support, he's going. Yeah, I'm, I'm, support, I'm. support for the bull ants, mate. That, that's what he is. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, any final comments on Callum Moore? Or is that that's it? That's it. He's, he's got some not-so-nice tattoos, so I'll say them. That's all I'll say. <laughs> wow. I mean, we've gone through all the players. So, um, obviously, we're looking likely to be bringing in a fair few acquisitions over the trade period, the off-season, the trade period, and... We will pick up a few plays in the draft, no doubt. So um, we might have to do a bit of a review of the whoever we do bring in um, before the next season starts. But I think it's going to be a very exciting uh, few weeks. Or how, when when is the trade period? I don't even know when it is. Fourth to the twelfth, I believe. Well, there you November. go. So, yeah. Yep. So November is going to be a very uh, interesting time for Blues fans. We've been linked to everyone. Um, and it's going to be very good. We might have to do an episode on trade prospects because we've been linked to that many. We could probably talk for an hour about it. There's been that many things said about the Blues, but um, we'll yeah. leave that for another day maybe. But um, as we always do, we have our uh, weekly Forgotten Blues segment. Now, JB is not, is not going to be guessing this one today because he's the God. one giving us the clues. So JB, take the mic. Right, yeah, I think I'd, yeah, I think it would be fair to the other boys if I um, if I found the one. Um, so, all right. So he was born on the sixth of January in nineteen eighty eight. He played uh, he played in the Tac Cup for the Western Jets and he was taken in the third round of the two thousand five draft by Carlton. Um, he's de- he debuted 
uh, round one versus versus Richmond in 2008 after a run of injuries while playing for the Northern Blues and Bull Ants at the time. He played as a leading forward pocket and transitioned into a defensive role in 2009. But um, at, at the end of that season, he was delisted. He ended up playing five games, kicking four goals, one on his debut, which was apparently a nice dribble kick if, if Buzan serves me correctly. He wore the number 37 and he is to be on the reality show that doesn't agree with many married at first sight. Does oh. um? Oh my god! I've seen the ads for that, this? but I don't. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh. I saw the ads for it, but I can't put a. F- what's what's any, the any, five games? Any takers? What's his? Uh, what's his? What's the initials? J E. J E. And his name bears a sim, bears an arm, except for a couple of letters in the first name, bears a resemblance to a sporting ground in Oakley. Ah, oh, <laughs> is that the Jack Edwards? That's the Christmas. It's the Jack Edwards Reserve. Jake, Jake Edwards. Jake Edwards. Yep, Jake Edwards. Jake Luke Edwards. has got it. Jack. <laughs> Jake Edwards. I think oh, their last geez. clue might have tipped him over the edge. But, yeah, um, that was the one. Yeah, just I just I was reading the paper. It had. Contested on maths was a former Cullen player. Just I knew I had to get him in for the segment. So, yeah, unfortunately, wow. just one of those ones who just didn't didn't get going. Unfortunately. Well, I mean, it's definitely a forgotten blue. I forgot all about him. If it wasn't for the Jack Edwards <laughs> reserve, I wouldn't have got that one. But um, very good work, JB. If anyone if anyone gets that one, I'd be very impressed. So definitely let us know. You know, feel free to send in any. Our suggestions for the Forgotten Blue, if you have any, we'll try and hide it from the other two boys. But um, yeah, I think until then, are there any final comments you boys would like to make? I see a Port no. Port Brisbane grand final. I think Port Brisbane. What do you, what who are you thinking, Tass? Oh, sorry, Tass. I think you're muted. Oh, Port Good Brisbane. Boy. Port Brisbane. Yeah. I think Port Brisbane as well. It's going to, and I think it'll be a really good granny if it is Port Brisbane. That's Regar- for sure. But I think regardless of yeah, who's in it. Yeah, I think it's going to be um, nice anyway, and close. Um, we'll be there soon. I will say just before we go to make sure you just keep checking our socials because we will keep um, posting and letting you know of any potential upcoming episodes that will have coming out for you. Um, if you would like to hear anything from us, you know, to get in touch, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, we, uh, we respond pretty quickly, so and we love hearing from you. Let us know what you thought of our uh, take on the list. But um, until next time, go Blues. I love-